Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father through Jesus Christ, the babe in a manger, the King who comes to save us. Amen. Text for our meditation this evening as we celebrate Christmas Eve from the gospel that we heard just a moment ago, beginning at verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it was a normal day. It was a Friday. It was a normal day as people went about all the work that they normally did on a particular Friday. I was in kindergarten, and I remember this day very, very well. November 22nd, 1963. I still remember the look on my mother's face when she told me to go out into the field and get my father who was picking corn because somebody had just killed the president. A day, any day, can be a life-changing day. And while that day was nearly 60 years ago, Many of you remember it well. For some, it's only on TV. For others, it's a distant memory. But it is literally a day that changed our country. It changed our lives. It was a day like any day. It was a Tuesday. I was sitting in my office getting ready to deal with the new vicar, vicar number three. And as I went about my daily Tuesday routine, one of our members came into the office and said, Pastor, what are we going to do? And I said, about what? He said, haven't you had the radio on? Don't you know what's happening? Our country is under attack. September 11, 2001. A day that many of us remember vividly. But for some, especially the younger ones around, we know it only with images on TV. Never forget, we say, never forget. And yet, as time goes on, what do we do? 
we forget. But you can't say 9-11 without people thinking of that day. A single day can change not only the country, but the entire world. It was a Wednesday. Just like any other Wednesday. It was the beginning of the school year. I was eight, third grade. Went through the regular Wednesday routine. We ate supper as a family. My dad was getting ready to paint the kitchen. You know, one of those honeydew things that always seems to get pushed down. Well, tonight was going to be the night. But first, first I need to sit down. I don't know. I don't know what I did. My arm really hurts. My dad did something that he never did. Took a shot of whiskey. See, his dad was a very, very bad alcoholic. And alcohol never touched his lips. But his arm hurt so bad he had to do something. September 7, 1966. Day means nothing to any of you. But for our family, that Wednesday night, right in the middle of Green Acres, my 44-year-old dad dropped over from a heart attack. A single day can change your world. Whether it's your world personally, or the community, or the country, or a world. A single day, and the events of that single day can change, literally change everything. My friends, that's why we're in church on Christmas Eve. Whether you realize it or not, that's why we're here. There is a day that has changed not only a family or an individual, not only a nation or the political balance in a world, but has changed everything, has changed all creation. And that day, that day is Christmas. And there's always something about Christmas Eve. I don't know what it is. But there's always something about Christmas Eve. No matter how old you are, no matter how many times you have observed it or celebrated it or been in God's house, Christmas Eve has a different feel about it. Christmas Eve has the feel of all creation holding its breath, sitting on the edge of its seat, holding its breath and waiting in, in anxiety, in fear, in anticipation, waiting 
for God to break in, to break in to all of creation and do what he has promised to do, send a savior and change the world. That's why we gather here, friends. That's what Christmas Eve is all about. But we know just like the other family or national remembrances that we have, sometimes things fade into our memories. Sometimes we forget or we lose the reason for why we do what we do. It happens to all of us. It happens to Christians. It happens with regard to the miracle of Christmas. My friends, I invite you to listen as if for the first time to these words from Luke chapter 2. Yes, the familiar Christmas story. It's what it's all about, Charlie Brown. Yes, we know that. But to hear the life-changing, life-transforming message of how one day, one single day, changed everything. We don't know what day of the week it was. It was a regular day, a normal day. And the shepherds were doing what the shepherds always did. Didn't matter what day of the week it was. They were taking care of their flocks. And night is approaching. Night when the critters and the thieves come out of the shadows. Night when being a shepherd was especially important and especially dangerous. And as they were watching the flocks, ironically, the very sheep that would be sacrificed a few miles down the road in the temple, watching over their flocks at night, all of a sudden the lights are on and there are no lights. The lights are on. The glory of the Lord through the angel messenger is there. Can you imagine can you imagine what must have been going through their minds? God's Word says they were terrified. They were filled with fear. The King James Version says they were sore afraid. Sore afraid. Sore afraid coming face to face with the glory of God. Coming face to face with the reality of their own mortality. Of course they were afraid. The message of God's glory all by itself is a message that should fear, put fear and terror inside of all of us. God is holy. We are not. God's glory fills the skies. Our sin and our unholiness is a stench before the world 
and the Lord. The angels were sore afraid. But the glory of the Lord was not the only message that the angel brought. No, this glory of the Lord is not against you, but for you. The glory of the Lord has now taken on a very, very specific way. In fact, it happened nine months ago when the Son of God, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the second person of the Trinity, took up residence inside the womb of a lowly virgin. And now, now God is about to do something that he promised to do thousands of years before. But as God always do, does, his promises are not only made, they are kept. They are fulfilled. The angel said to them, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. My friends, the angel gave the shepherds a sign, go find a, 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 a woman and a baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. The sign is different. You can search all you want for babes in mangers wrapped in diapers now. Won't do you any good. But the message that the angel brings was not only for the shepherds, but for all people. That means you. What happened to make this day so special? For to you is born a Savior. God in the flesh. God manifest for you. God who comes to take away your sin. We know that this babe didn't stay in a manger. This baby Jesus grew up. That's why he came. He came to live under God's law. The law that condemns us. The law that Jesus fulfills. He came to set us free from our sin, bleeding and dying in our place. The death we deserve because of our unholiness. How do we know that Jesus did enough? How do we know that what Jesus did was really transforming? Because three days later, Jesus who was dead is now alive. Sin, death, and the grave could not hold the sinless Son of God. That babe in the manger is our Savior, victorious over sin, death, and the grave. Which is more important, Christmas or Easter? The answer is simply yes. Yes. My friends, I've been doing this pastor thing for a long time. been going to church and Christmas Eve services for over 60 years. I remember almost all of them. Some 
more clearly, of course, than others. As I think back over these years, I wonder, I wonder to myself why it is that some people only come to church on Christmas or maybe Christmas and Easter. I have a right to wonder that. Now, I'm not talking about being a pastor and being charged with people's souls. No, I have a right to wonder that. Because at one point in time, that was me. That was me who didn't go to church, who went to church usually on Christmas Eve, once in a while on Easter. I had it down pat. I had all the reasons, I had all the excuses. I went to parochial school. I don't need that church stuff anymore. I know all the stories. I know everything. Ha, the church. All they want is my money. I work hard during the week. 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours. Can't I sleep in one day? I knew it all. I said it all. But you know, deep down, I didn't believe it. I knew it was a lie. And as I think back to those years for me and to these years now as a pastor, I've come to the conclusion that there are two reasons why people don't go to church. Fear and apathy. Fear and apathy. We see it in our text for tonight. Fear and apathy. I know that that was my problem as well. What was I afraid of? Well, I'm not sure that I could articulate it back then. But I knew that I was not living a Christian life. Now, I'm not talking about just skipping church on Sunday. There was very little in my life that was Christian. My work was my God. My leisure and recreation was my God. My paycheck was my God. Sports were my God. Pretty much everything and anything was my God except the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I knew it. And I stayed away from church because of it. And then there was apathy. You know, maybe I could go to church on Sunday. Eh, it'll still be there next week. Oh, we got a new pastor. I really don't know him. You know, I got so much I could do with a Sunday morning off. I don't know what day of the week it was. But it was Christmas Eve. 
And I don't know what happened during that Christmas Eve service. But I was there. I was in church. My wife and I and our three little kids, I was there. I'm not sure why I was there. Maybe it was habit. Maybe it was tradition. Maybe it was to make my mom happy. I don't know why, but I was there. And something hit me that night. Of course, it was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works through means, word, and sacrament. Something hit me that night with regard to the life-changing day of Christmas. My life, my wife's life, our family's life have never been the same. My friends, I don't know why you're here tonight. Might be for one of the same reasons that I was in church on that Christmas Eve so many years ago. Maybe it's tradition, maybe it's habit, maybe it's to make some family member happy. Doesn't matter. What matters is the message of the angel for the shepherd is God's message for you. Today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. God in the flesh for you. God to take away all your fear, your irrational fear and your very rational fear. God to swallow up your apathy and fill you with the fire of the Holy Spirit that is the forgiveness of sins. On a Christmas Eve many years ago, Martin Luther preached these words. This is why Isaiah says, to us a child is born, to us a son is given. It is like when a woman approaches a baby's cradle and says, oh, a baby, what is it? And I answer, it's a boy. And he's ours. What an incredible thing to say. That all of us should somehow be the mothers of one whom we have not carried in our womb. He is given to us as though he were our own son. How proud and honored we are that He is our Son, that He belongs to us. But it is not enough that He is born to us. He is also given to us. What does given mean? It means that Jesus is a pure gift. A present. There is nothing I have to give or pay in return. 
Woe to the godless and ungrateful world that disdains this gift. My friends, the gift is Jesus. And the gift is yours. And the gift is free. Forgiveness, life, and salvation are yours in the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. My friends, this Jesus, this gift, drives away our fear. And more importantly, drives away our apathy. May God set us on fire with this Christmas message, not only today, but for all eternity. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our Christmas celebration. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.